0: Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the
1: Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am your host, Josh Gessman. Welcome to another off-season edition of the show recording on November 9th, Thursday, uh, it's November already. We're getting closer and closer to the uh, to MLS Cup, which of course the LA Galaxy aren't in. Uh, no playoffs for the LA Galaxy. Uh, all of those fun and disappointing facts, of course, I, I lead the show off with, uh, just to remind everybody where we currently sit. But the LA Galaxy have not been timid. They have not been uh, shy in some of the decisions they've made. Uh, after our podcast, we talked uh, on Tuesday, so after our Monday podcast, uh, the LA Galaxy uh, didn't release anything but we were able to learn and Kevin Baxter from the LA Times uh, of course was able to go ahead and uh, and decipher that the LA Galaxy have at least for now cut ties with five players. Uh they're all homegrown players and of the eight homegrown players the LA Galaxy had on the roster, five of them are now gone. Jack McBean now gone, Jose Villarreal now gone, Jaime Villarreal gone. Um let's see, we also had Nathan Smith gone, and Raul Mendiola gone as well. So all five players no longer with the LA Galaxy, or at least uh, very shortly will be announced as no longer with the LA Galaxy, and there are more players possibly on that list. So definitely pay attention in the coming days and weeks as the LA Galaxy sort of get ready to exercise options or deny options. All of these things are leading to, one, the expansion draft, and two, the um, the re-entry draft or the waiver draft, right? So there's a bunch of different drafts that are coming um, that you have to be ready for, and so that's sort of going to be how you're able to tell about which players are here and which players aren't here. I'm sure on the Monday night show, we will get into a little bit more about the five players and possibly some of the other players that aren't coming back on Monday night. I wanted to save that for Kevin uh, with not much news coming out sometimes. It's uh, it's good to wait a little bit, but we'll, we'll talk more about that. Uh, if you missed it, I was on Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm on Tuesday night, excuse me on, yeah, on Tuesday night. It wasn't Wednesday. He's normally on Wednesdays, but it wasn't Wednesday. It was on Tuesday night on ESPN radio here in Los Angeles. So please uh, follow at talk soccer. Dave Denholm who has been on our show many times. Uh, he had me on and we talked a little bit about some of the galaxy's woes. Make sure you head over and take that, take a look at that. Uh, some other news for the LA Galaxy that we want to run down uh, the the announcement that was no surprise to anybody who's been listening to the podcast. Kevin and I have said it basically since the start of last year uh, that Robbie Rogers was likely done with soccer and the LA Galaxy and Robbie Rogers made it official. Uh, Robbie Rogers announced his retirement from professional soccer. Uh, he went on and said a bunch of uh, wonderful things, and if you go on galaxy.com you can see his entire statement, but uh, just picking out some of the things, he says, it is with mixed emotions that I announce my retirement from the game of soccer. It is through this game that I've experienced some of my greatest achievements, both professionally and personally, and I am forever indebted to the numerous individuals, coaches, teammates, staff, and fans that have helped me during this journey. I want to thank Personally, thank Mr. Anschutz, Dan Beckerman, the entire AEG family for the opportunities and continual support they have given me during my time with the LA Galaxy. I would also like to thank Bruce Arena for encouraging me to return to professional soccer after I came out as a gay man. I'd like to say thank you. I'd like to thank all of my LA Galaxy Uh, teammates for accepting me from the first day, step back into the locker room at StubHub Center, and finally, I'd like to thank the fans for their continued support throughout my career. I'll never forget the feeling of returning to the field in my first game back. That feeling of of acceptance and support pushed me as an athlete and as a person. So, there you go. Uh, It's it's very interesting. You know, just another... He's he talks about the 2014 MLS Cup. He goes that feeling of acceptance and support pushed me as an athlete and as a person. Having the opportunity to win an MLS Cup in my hometown with my hometown club as an openly gay man will be something I will carry with me for the rest of my life. I will remain deeply connected to the sport and its surrounding community. I leave the game full of pride of what I have accomplished as a person and player, and I am looking forward to the next chapter of my life. All right, Robbie Rogers, uh, no longer with the LA Galaxy. That does open up some cap space, in case you were wondering, Um, you know, a, a wonderful man. Uh, I got to talk to him one-on-one on multiple occasions. Um, always so respectful, very nice. Uh, I wish he could have ended it on the field. I wish he was able to uh, to play and sort of you know get out there and thank the fans. Maybe if the LA Galaxy were smart, um, you know they would have a day in 2018 where Robbie Rogers comes and is able to uh, you know sort of salute the fans and say thank you one more time. Uh, again, a great guy. I think he, I think a little bit tarnished just in the fact the way that I think it had to go down in this last year in terms of he had to postpone the retirement announcement because he still wanted to get paid for the uh, the end of the season, which makes some sense. Um, you know, he wasn't around the team at all, but uh, you know, we've known this is over for a while. So again, uh, congratulations, Robbie Rogers. A uh, great career. Uh, you know, a, a wonderful retirement, uh, and I think he has lots of really interesting things that he can continue to do. This is a guy who doesn't need soccer right now. He's got plenty of other things that uh, that he can do, and so we wish him all the best here from corner of the galaxy on whatever his next steps are. So. Uh, Uh, Congrats, Robbie, on the retirement, and uh, I think for a lot of us who got to watch him play, you know, you miss seeing him out on the field, seeing him in the locker room um, and getting to talk to him after the game. So uh, congratulations on that, Mr. Robbie Rogers. Uh, Another announcement that the LA Galaxy have made, uh, head coach Siggy Schmidt has added two coaches to the playing staff. Uh, add Oka Nikoloff, and Junior Gonzalez to the coaching stack. Nikoloff, who uh, coached the 2016 MLS Goalkeeper of the Year, Andre Blake at Philadelphia, joins the Galaxy as goalkeeper coach. And Junior Gonzalez added as an assistant coach after serving as head coach of USL side Rio Grande Valley FC Toros. So both of those guys uh, will be joining the coaching staff. Siggy Schmidt said, uh, Oka and Junior are very experienced and quality coaches who will provide excellent leadership and guidance to our team. Oka has spent time playing at the highest level and has proven himself to be a top goalkeeper coach in Major League Soccer. Junior, in addition to his playing career, has experience in this league and in all levels of coaching in the United States. They will join our club bringing a wealth of talent, experience and commitment. We are excited to add two bright coaches as we continue to assemble top talent on and off the field. Uh, Nikoloff is 43, uh, was appointed to the Philadelphia Union technical staff in 2015 to oversee the goalkeeping position. Uh, let's see, Gonzalez is 40, and as we said, served as the head coach for the USL side uh, Rio Grande Valley FC. Um, so two good guys. Again, this seems this seems interesting. The the sort of side note on all this is that former LA Galaxy goalkeeper coach Daniel Gonzalez is no longer with the club. So uh, they got they added a goalkeeper coach, got rid of a goalkeeper coach. Assistant coaches now um, seem to be uh, you have. Uh, Oka Nikolov, uh, Junior Gonzalez, uh, Dominic Kinnear. That's uh, that's where we're at right now. There might have been one who stuck around from the Cardinalfo era that is, of course, escaping my mind at the current moment. But I will research that, find it, and then, of course, give you all the information that we have. All right. To wrap up the rest of our uh, news portion, we'll go ahead and take a break. And whenever I get back, joining me will be the final bit of news from the LA Galaxy on this per- particular show as the LA Galaxy have hired a director of player personnel and scouting. To find out who that is, stick around after the break. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com.
0: Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com.
1: Josh Gessman with you once again. And like I said, to round out our news for this particular show, another off-season show, a little bit shorter than we normally do, We have another wonderful guest. So next up on the show, we're going to be joined by a man who was just named the Director of Player Personnel and Scouting for the LA Galaxy after a successful nine-year stint with the Seattle Sounders in a similar position. Welcome for the very first time to the podcast, LA Galaxy Director of Player Personnel and Scouting, Kurt Schmidt. Kurt, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. No problem.
1: I heard that uh, that you were traveling, so I wanted to know if I, quite honestly, I, I think if you don't tell us where you're at, it would be more fun, but at the same time, I wanted to know if you could tell us where you're at.
2: Well, let's let's keep it at maximum fun, then. Uh, I'll just be mysterious. mysterious. Um, no, I've been, been traveling for a bit um, over the past uh, couple weeks, and you know I expect to be traveling over the next few weeks as well, so... And they're hitting everywhere domestically uh, and internationally.
1: Very, very good. Uh, back to Southern California for you. I know you played at UCLA. Uh, I know that you coached at UC Irvine. Uh, is Southern California home for you?
2: Yeah, I grew up in Torrance, uh, so South Bay is is uh, where I spent most of my life, um, and it's good to to get back there. So definitely, um, only spent a a little bit of time before I went to Seattle, away from Southern California. So good to get back after nine years
1: yeah it seems like that obviously uh, your dad comes and takes over the head coaching job here at uh, at the la galaxy uh when did you find out that you possibly had the opportunity to come down to uh, to the galaxy
2: um it was uh a little bit ago we, we started to have some some talks they expressed some interest in uh um bringing someone in that can do what i do uh and you know talks progressed Uh, further and, you know, it ended up where we we were all all able to come to an agreement, but, uh, it wasn't something that was, you know, instantaneous. It wasn't something where, uh, you know, I think, I think it wasn't a a package deal, so to speak, but it was something that happened maybe in the last uh, few weeks.
1: You know, I've asked uh, Dominic Kinnear the same question. Obviously, he was a head coach at San Jose Earthquakes and the Houston Dynamo, and uh, he came over to the L.A. Galaxy. Uh, as he said, public enemy number one for most of his time. Did you have any hesitation being uh, with one of the L.A. Galaxy's bigger rivals, the Seattle Sounders, uh, of, of coming to the L.A. Galaxy?
2: Uh, no hesitation, but but sure, certainly that was a, a little element of it. I mean, I think when, when I was in Seattle... Um, you know, LA was always one of our rivals, and maybe I felt uh, that was maybe more personal to me, just being uh, my sort of hometown team. So I always obviously wanted to succeed against uh, the Galaxy when I was in Seattle. So um, no, no real hesitation, but certainly conscious of the fact that it, it spices up uh, whatever rivalry there is at at
0: uh, some point.
1: I was gonna say, have you had the chance to put on the Galaxy polo yet? Have you have you donned the uh, the the enemy's colors there for a little bit?
2: I I actually have not because, uh, yeah, that's actually funny, you know, I have not gotten my allotment of gear and being that I'm not a a member of the coaching staff, so I haven't had to put on some gear and head out to training. I've just been kind of traveling around. So I'm actually looking forward to that. I need to get some uh, some new polos.
1: Very, very good. Um, All right. So in, in the general terms of things in Major League Soccer, there are lots of job titles, and uh, the job titles don't always match up with exactly what people do. Uh, we talk about technical directors or sporting directors and all the different things that come. You as the director of player personnel, uh, not to be all office space on you, but what would you say you do here uh, for the LA Galaxy? How would you describe your job? <laughs>
2: Good reference. Um, I I I would say that I have a, a my hand in sort of everything that has to do with player personnel um, and the soccer side of of the galaxy. You know, and that's working with uh, everyone that's that's on the soccer side in a collaborative way. But uh, you know, from the first team, from finding you know DP TAM players, senior minimum salary players, apprentice players, down to los dos and and into the academy as well, um, negotiating. With players, scouting for players, negotiating with agents, dealing with the league, managing the cap, um, you know, all those sorts of things, anything that goes into helping uh, craft and build the roster so that we can compete on all fronts.
1: I mean the LA Galaxy currently don't have anybody who quote unquote has the general manager title. Uh, it seems like a lot of that is general manager duties is 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 that somewhat correct? I know there's more focus here on player personnel and those signings, but there is a lot of the GM roles being split between a bunch of people here.
2: Yeah, I think you know the the technical staffs of different clubs have grown especially in my time in the league over the past nine years and you know it, it was where you you know back in the day you had one guy head coach maybe you had to wear all these hats and I think the division of labor has gotten to the point where everyone can specialize and be a little more effective in what they do um, and that that's just sort of a natural progression and you know I've been a beneficiary of that as I've sort of found my way into what I'm good at and where my talents lie and um, so yeah I mean it's Some of it are traditional general manager duties. You know, again, that title is maybe not there. I think it's working in collaboration with, you know, the guys in place, Yovan and Pete, and and obviously my father, um, in helping accomplish all those goals.
1: Uh, I'm sure you saw some of the uh, 2017 LA Galaxy play. Uh, I would ask you what, from your perspective, is was one of their biggest weaknesses, and, and then what priorities have you really set out for yourself or or has your dad set out for you in terms of what the LA Galaxy are looking for going into 2018?
2: Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, we're, we want to strengthen the team on all fronts. I mean, I think uh, if you look at the roster last year, I mean, there was maybe some injuries that played into it, Um, the depth maybe wasn't ready to quite step right in, Um, you know, without oversimplifying it, you know, you got to score more goals in the other team and and let fewer in. So I think finding uh, some, some players at the front end that can get you a goal, manufacture goals when you need it finding the players in the back line and in goal that can keep the ball out of the net when maybe they shouldn't um, and save you some points. I think those are important things and we need to continue to look for players that can do those things, um, you know, and while also building uh, at the top end, but also at the, in the depth so that we can get through the long MLS season uh, and get through some injuries and get us to the playoffs.
1: You know, we've heard rumors of possibly needing as many f- as 15 new players. Let's just, I'll throw that number out there. Maybe it's not that many, maybe it's more, who knows how it is. But is this a complete rebuild from your perspective? Are, are you going really trying almost from the ground up? Or are there some solid pieces that you can definitely build around? But, I mean, there there does have to be a strengthening, as you said, the, the, of the depth of the roster.
2: I think it's both. I mean, I think there are some solid pieces to build around. Um, there's a lot, there's some quality and talent there. That um, needs to be complemented, maybe a little better. Um, there's, you know, some depth that needs to be improved. Some competition for places and training that can be improved. You know, if you improve your depth, then you, you, you know, fewer guys have guaranteed spots in the team, and you can improve everyone's level that way. So, um, I think there are some quality pieces there, but for sure, there are some pieces that need to be, um, you know, a competition. We decided we brought in, or or guys need to be brought in to replace them at this point.
1: Is as you know, you look around the league league wide and and there seems to be, you know, maybe somewhat of a shift. I'll ask you this question. Is MLS shifting in a certain direction in terms of where they find and how they acquire their talent? Do you see a trend and, and is it something that, you know, you're looking to bring to the LA Galaxy?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's I think at various points the the league has looked to different regions of the world to to acquire players and You know, I think uh, Latin America has been a pretty fertile hunting ground for a lot of teams. Um, You know, some teams have found uh, more luck in Europe. I think, honestly, you can kind of combine those strategies and get the best of both worlds. Um, For sure, I think maybe what you're alluding to is Atlanta and maybe what they're doing, trying to buy some younger VPs and those sorts of things. I think as the money grows that the league is spending, um, you're able to acquire more uh, higher profile players on the way up in their careers rather than on the, on the backside, um, which is important. But, you know, ultimately, I think good players are good players, and that's what you're looking for. So, you know, if you can find a good, exciting young player, that's a DP, that's a TAM, that's a couple hundred thousand on the caps, you know, that's, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for value and we're looking for quality.
1: You know, uh, speaking as someone myself, speaking for myself as someone who loves to try to figure out uh, salary cap issues and MLS rules. Uh, from your perspective, how difficult is it to keep up with all of the different MLS uh, mechanisms of acquiring and 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 different uh, different restrictions that come up between, because of money or because of uh, you know CBA stuff? How big of a job is that?
2: Um, it's, it's job security for me, right? <laughs> yeah. um, it is a uh, it's a big job. Uh, there's you know lots of Different rules and mechanisms, and I think you need to be on top of all of them to be able to build your roster most effectively. Um, they, you know, they tend to change and mold and adapt and evolve as the years go on. So it's just staying abreast of those developments and being prepared for uh, whatever comes next. But I think me being around for the past nine years has sort of, you know, helped me as I've seen things uh, progress and evolve. And I'm not, you know, coming in cold and trying to learn everything from ground zero is a, is a daunting task. So I'm certainly happy I don't have to do that.
1: So, so if you, as you look ahead to 2018, what are your goals for the LA Galaxy? How will you gauge your own success this year?
2: I think it's it's progress, you know, and obviously with the finish last year um, or this past season, you know, we we need to make progress. So I think uh, the playoffs are obviously the target, um, you know, and how we term what is success and what isn't, you know, I mean, that's something that we'll discuss internally and, and you know, set some goals for ourselves as well, but. You know, I think we need to uh, strengthen the roster, improve the depth. And, you know, we're, we're striving for that goal of, of playoffs and beyond. You know, I, I come from the Sounders, where, you know, obviously we, we made the playoffs, uh, you know, each of the nine years that I was there. And that's something that I'm used to competing on that on that level.
1: Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. I can see that. Uh, my, my final question before I let you go, and, and this comes from somebody who uh, who works in a family business. Uh, my dad has the office right behind me. My grandmother has the office right in front of me. So um, I have to ask, how is it working for family? How is it working with your dad? And, and do you enjoy that? Or as in my case, does it get on your nerves sometimes?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's a, uh, that's a loaded question. I don't want to get in trouble with anyone, uh, in the office.
0: Um,
2: no, it's, it's, it's fine. You know, it's like, we, we obviously know each other very well. Um, sometimes that's a really good thing. Uh, we kind of know what we're think, what each other are thinking. Uh, sometimes it's a bad thing where, you know, we kind of can push each other's buttons. Um, but I think, you know, a good relationship between the head coach and, and the scouts is very important as I'm looking for players, and I know what he's thinking and what he's looking for, and so that helps me as I go and try to find that and bring it in uh, to make the team successful. So I think that's definitely one of the, one of the positives.
1: All right, Kurt. Well, we appreciate you uh, calling in as you're out and about traveling. I uh, wish you all a safe journey, and uh, hopefully you'll come back on the show here a little bit later in the year. We can discuss some more things, but uh, congratulations, and welcome to the LA Galaxy. Thanks. All right, there goes uh, Kurt Schmidt. Whenever we get back, I will wrap up the rest of the show and uh, close it out for the rest of this week in the offseason. Just a number, I think, 74 days until the LA Galaxy Open preseason. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie.
2: This is Jason. And we're from Backpack of Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy.
1: Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Thankful to uh, have Kurt Schmidt on. Just announced today as the Director of Player Personnel and Scouting, so glad we could uh, catch up with him and obviously traveling around, uh, trying to search for some more talent for the LA Galaxy that they're in dire need of. Uh, just some background notes on uh, on Kurt Schmidt. Uh, I, you know, I know certainly with the LA Galaxy. I don't know about you guys. I'm tired of everybody having, like, you know, the same last name. You know, you got Siggy Schmidt and Kurt Schmidt on there. Uh, you got Jonathan Dos Santos and uh, and and Giovanni Dos Santos. Um, there seems like there's always, you know, this connection with somebody else and, you know, whether or not the LA Galaxy just like everything in two. Uh, maybe that makes sense. Uh, the Villarreal brothers. Uh, maybe we're another suggestion of that, of course. Uh, with the most recent news, it seems like they're not coming back. I will say this. The LA Galaxy do have a chance to re-sign those five players we talked about. Jack McBean, Nate Smith. Jose and Jaime Villarreal and Raul Mendiola, They will have a chance to get him back. Whether any of them come back or not is sort of a question because here's the deal is that you um, I don't know what the negotiation point would be for any of those players. None of them make that much money that you could, you know, send them to the to the waiver draft or to the re-entry draft and then have them come back out and sign it and try to renegotiate contracts. It just, in my mind at least, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Whether or not this is Siggy Schmidt also preserving some of his flexibility is something that we have to ask ourselves as well. But anyway, back to uh, Kurt Schmidt. Uh, he comes highly, highly regarded in Major League Soccer. Uh, Garth Loggerway, who is perhaps one of the most well-known general managers in Major League Soccer was at Real Salt Lake and then went up to Seattle. Garth Lagerwey had nothing but amazing things to talk about. Uh, Kurt Schmidt, after uh, after the Seattle Sounders won their MLS Cup, he, and, and here's a quote. Speaking to Goal USA about Kurt Schmidt, Lagerwey said, This is a guy that should be a general manager in the league at some point. His knowledge of players is, en- is encyclopedic. He is a great employee man because he's Proactive. We send him all over the world scouting, and he comes back with good information. He's a guy who internally helps me with the salary cap. So he's a numbers guy and a data guy as well, and I really value his judgment. He's really been an important part of it. And, you know, people look at me and say, wait, Kurt Schmidt's still working here? And I'm like, I can't do without him, man. That was Garth Lagerway talking about Kurt Schmidt. Uh, he comes highly regarded. Uh, Roman Torres seems to be one of the players that he gets linked with a lot in terms of making sure that he kept Roman Torres on Seattle's uh, discovery list. And I guess there were talks about keeping him off, and and Kurt Schmidt went to bat for Roman Torres, and and look at what he's done for the Seattle Sounders. So, I mean, this is a guy who knows what he's doing. I would say that if you're, in terms of looking at all this, uh, if you want to put a positive or a negative on this, this is a positive. Um... You know, I'll, I'll be honest. It seems almost as if Yovan uh, Karavsky is, is is getting smacked here a little bit in terms of the roles that Kurt Schmidt now has. Seems like they took over a lot of the technical director roles. I know that Kurt obviously said that he was working alongside Pete and Yovan, um, but it, it really seems, at least in my mind, that uh, that Kurt is here to do a lot of that player personnel scouting and to to make sure. And you you heard him talking about South America. You heard him talking about Europe and and saying a good mix of both of those. Again, you know, I, I've always I'm sort of in a agree- That you can find the best player, the best player. It it doesn't matter where they come from. uh, But you need to learn to, you know, look at some of these markets and and go down to South America or Central America and be able to find good players that maybe are undervalued and bring them to Major League Soccer. And, And I think there's still some guys in Europe that you could also find that are undervalued. I know lots of people like to say that everything's automatically more expensive from Europe. Maybe that's a little bit true but at the same time, I think that you can find some diamonds in the rough there as well. So Kurt has a bunch of work to do. Uh, as he said, he'll be, uh, he'll be flying around all over the place. Uh, and it was nice of him to check in with us as he was traveling and talk to us here on Corner of the Galaxy. Uh, just a little bit of rumors going on. Jonathan Dos Santos, Gio Dos Santos, could they possibly be going to Liga MX? Are they headed to Mexico? Uh, I personally see lots of rumors about it. Uh, we don't have any concrete evidence. Uh, the The real question here is whether it would be permanent or alone. I'll tell you right now, Kevin and I are going to talk about this on Monday. I don't want to get too into it just because I know uh, you know the off season again is Is probably a little bit better uh, with some stuff that we stretch out here, but Kevin and I really want to dive into that. We had a long conversation on the phone on Wednesday night uh, to talk about whether or not we thought this was a good idea or bad, so I guess I implore you to come uh, and check out the Monday Night Podcast, where Kevin and I will be discussing that, plus anything else that we have up there. All right, Uh, I was correct, only 74 days until the preseason starts for the LA Galaxy. Uh, Some of you say it's torture that I am uh, giving you the countdown, but I enjoy it oh so much so 74 days time is clicking down before you know it it will be time for the LA Galaxy to come back to preseason training so we'll be looking out for that Uh, again no live shows right now studio still under reconstruction not doing bad though looking a lot better looking a lot better i've been giving some sneak peeks there on uh on our instagram at galaxy podcast so head on over there whenever you get a chance and and maybe you can see on on our story or or some of the pictures and uh, we should be back up to some live shows here very soon and if we can we'll do live shows on monday and thursday uh in the very near future all right i think that about does it for us on the podcast today Uh, Again, want to thank the LA Galaxy and Kurt Schmidt for making him available on the day that he was announced. That's always nice. He seems like a great guy, along with Dominic Kinnear. I think I'll keep both of those guys busy here on the podcast coming on and talking about the LA Galaxy as often as we can get them. So uh, it'll be nice to have that Uh, LA Galaxy making some moves, assistant coaches. Players uh, leaving uh, a new uh, a new director of player personnel and scouting, so things are starting to happen here for the LA Galaxy. All right, that does it for our short off-season podcast for tonight. Uh, hope to see everybody back here on Monday, and uh, check us out on Twitter and all those fun things. All right, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy
0: on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye everybody.